Bolt. Charger fans are witnesses to history. This is the Lightning Round Podcast with your hosts, Garrett Sisti and Jamie Hoyle. Go Chargers, go! Welcome, everybody, to the Lightning Round Podcast. Today, we are back with more draft profiles, and today we are covering the wide receivers of this 2022 draft class. We will get to them shortly, but first off, we got to give a huge thank you to everybody that joined our Discord, our Patreon, and everything else. Uh, we have a lot of names to read today, but we thank you guys so much for joining us. It's been so much fun in this Discord, being able to communicate with everybody. And uh, I know everybody had a lot of questions about some news that broke at the Combine that we were able to uh, get in our Discord. So we've got a lot of names to talk about, a lot of people to thank here. So thank you, thank you, everybody. Let's just go ahead and rip through these, Jamie. First off, thank you, Gaz M. Thank you, Cardiac. MF Ben, which is a little bit better than MF Doom. Thank you. Jason, thank you. Guillermo Moreno. Miguel Tapia. Stephen Dean. Jared Raskind. Connor Dento. Spencer Carpin. It's usually F. Stanley, but today, thank you. Matthew, Matthew, (laughs) Matthew, Stabley, Stanley. Thank you. (laughs) Alfred McCaspick. Christian Halstein. Michael Aguilar. Alex Grant. Nathan Harrison. Spencer Fackrell. Fackler. (laughs) (laughs) Ryan Kehoe. John Bird. Max Cyril. Andrew Beggs. Matthew Mead. Matthew Hill. Ron Carlos Bugarin. Peter Ramos. Charles Michael Sinclair. Greg with two G's at the end. Alex McLean. Alex Angeles. Frank K. Luke Corkmaz. Brian Ma. Neil Fleming, who gave us a really nice note, who said he's been part of our our loyal Irish fan base since you were right about blowing it up for Bosa. Neil, thank you so much for listening out in Ireland. We appreciate you. Ryan Scandura. Uh, The next donation is from one that didn't want to be named, but we will name him anyway as the humble hidden supporter. Thank you. (laughs) Adam Grayson. And to our next here. Thank you, Timmy Tran. Thank you, Leron Newell Goodwin. And for this last tier, James Sable. Thank you so much. And now we've got two very important people, our MVPs. The first one is Jacob Rodriguez, who says, I was 14 when I first started listening around the blow it up for Bosa days, and I'm 20 now, so I've always associated you two with Chargers football. Thank you, Jacob. We appreciate that. That is so sweet. It also makes us feel so old. (laughs) (laughs) You were listening when you were a teenager, now you're in your 20s. That's wild. Uh, And lastly, thank you, thank you so much, Frank Blakely, a name I've recognized for a long time. He's submitted a bunch of questions early on. So thank you, Frank and Jacob, our MVPs. Thank you, everybody else. It was a overflow of supporters this month. So thank you so much, at least this week. So thank you. Thank you. This thing has blown up more than we thought it would. So thank you everybody for supporting us. The last 24 hours have been crazy. Um, Really appreciate everybody's support in the last 24 hours. And 
just really enjoying all the conversation. It's been really fun talking to everybody and getting to know everybody and hearing all their takes and kind of going back and forth on draft prospects and free agency and hearing even your stories about how you became Charger fans. It's all been really fun. And I think Garrett and I have probably gotten even more out of it just on a personal level relating to you guys and getting to know you guys than, than we ever expected to. So thank you. Oh, absolutely. It's been a fun little space. Uh, and if you, of course, if you haven't joined in, uh, come join the party, go, uh, be part of our Patreon over there. We've got links on all our profiles. So go do that if you aren't ready already. And now let's get into these 2022 wide receiver draft prospects. We're going to talk about the quote unquote consensus top five, and then we're going to get into some sleepers. So let's go ahead and start with the wide receiver. Number one on this list, not number one wide receiver. We'll talk about our top five. We'll get into that too. Uh, First one on this list is Garrett Wilson out of Ohio state. So I really like Garrett Wilson. Um, I, the things that I like about him. So let me back up When, when I started reviewing the wide receivers, I was trying to focus really on three main questions and we have a bunch of categories that we follow, but the three main questions are, does he get open? How does he get open? And does he catch the ball when he gets open? And Wilson checks all the boxes in spades. So he definitely gets open. And the way he really gets open is he runs a very diverse professional route tree. Uh, He runs pretty much the entire tree. He uses elite footwork and hand head fakes, shoulder fakes, stutter steps, all that stuff to get himself free to beat the press. He varies his, the timing of his releases and his breaks, and he knows how to use his speed to eat up cushions to set up uh, short and intermediate routes. Um, he It seems like he creates four to five yards of separation on every single reception. The guy is always wide open with room to run after he catches the ball. Uh, love all that about him. And... The hands are fantastic. He's got some of the best hands in the class. Uh, he catches pretty much everything he can get his hands on. He'll go up for the ball and out jump corners for it. Um, he'll dive for the ball, throw his body around. His catch radius, radius is a little bit limited compared to some of the other wide receivers. He's not really what I would call a jump ball specialist, and I don't know that that's something that you want to ask him to do a lot of at the NFL level. But he can go up and get it. He can elevate it if he needs to. He accelerates through the catch. Uh, Wilson, I I think possesses elite contact balance and a low center of gravity and really good short area quickness. He's extremely twitchy. So Wilson is able to swivel his hips and make people miss in space. He's really good in the open field. He's elusive in tight quarters. He really checks all the boxes. I would say if you're looking for things to work on, you know, as with any college wide receiver, there's still some room to, to improve on the route running. Uh, he's going to need to get physically stronger. I think he's listed it six about six one one ninety ish somewhere in that range he can put on some functional strength i think he's going to have to learn to be a better and more aware blocker and there are some instances of him trapping the ball against his body he's a natural hands catcher which i really like that's something i really value when i look at at wide receiver prospects i hate guys that trap the ball against their body he can play outside i think he can play inside he's so good in space that he's going to be a yak machine at the next level there really isn't too much to quibble about with him. He's going to be a very good player, and I'm very high on him. What is your grade? 91. 91. Whew. Okay. All right. So, um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I I liked Wilson. He does some of his best work in the short and intermediate areas of the field. That's where he can really separate. Uh, he was a player that the Buckeyes manufactured a lot of touches for because he's really good with the ball in his hands. He isn't really explosive in my mind, but definitely has that long speed and balance to create a lot of yards after the catch once he cuts it and goes. His hands are good. Catch radius is pretty wide as well and has really good body control. You talked about his balance. Um, he's To me, he's more of an athlete playing wide receiver right now. He uses a lot of hezzies to keep his DBs honest. But to me, there's a lot of wasted movement from that five to 10 yard marker today. You know, his route running is pretty good, but uh, he improved his route running from 2020 to 2021. Uh, He made a big leap in that area. So he's obviously still improving, could get better in that area. Uh, I think he struggled a lot with physical corners. He talked about his physicality. He works best in space, but when pressed, he lose some of his advantage and could struggle at times. But Wilson is a outside receiver in the NFL. He could really succeed with a ton of volume in my mind. A lot of uh, volume touches in the short intermediate parts of the field. I think, you know, with some limited playing time with Wilson, he had a ton of room to grow, especially in his routes. I think his route tree is uh, pretty advanced, but I think, you know, it could be a little bit more crisper. But listen, he's got all the skill sets to be a wide receiver one in this league. I got an 84 at him, which is a mid-second round, but uh, we're going to talk about a lot of these other wide receivers. This is a guy, I mean, there's not a lot you can knock on him. Uh, the kind of the, the hezzy moves is what gets him open a lot. Those hesitations, the kind of head fakes and stuff. But to me, you know, I think if he's a little bit sharper, he can get open. And I, you know, it's a guy that I like too. And I, I, I get the grade. And I think to me, as we go through these, there's not a lot of separating these five, but let's, let's talk about this uh, next one here. And it's Traylon Burks out of Arkansas. He is a, Big-bodied receiver, great acceleration. He's got the body control, balance, the big, strong hands to be a weapon in the deep passing game, especially with contested catches. He is a true weapon for Arkansas. They lined him up everywhere, and they just put the ball in his hands. They even let him return kicks and get them yards that way too. Uh, His catch radius is crazy. He basically catches anything in the vicinity. He's also a real tough tackle as well. Burke's talent is on the rise. He's just starting to develop that toolbox, which I absolutely love about his game. I think Burks is going to need some refinement at the top of his routes. He gets, he has a great get off great in the middle of his routes. I think his breaks aren't always crisp. So I think he'll need to improve in that area, but Traylon Burks consistently turned nothing into something when Arkansas got the ball to him, add the size, the body control catch radius growth each year. You can really see the appeal for why teams are going to draft him early. I've got an 87 on him, which is a high second getting close to that first round grade. I'm I'm a big fan of Burks. Yeah, I'm a big fan of him too. I mean, you mentioned it. He's huge. He's extremely physical. He's a guy who bullies corners at the catch point. Uh, He catches, if he can reach it, he's going to catch it. And there are some balls that he reaches that he probably shouldn't reach that he catches. Just freakishly long, uh, huge catch radius. You mentioned he's very explosive. Uh, He's also pretty elusive. His hips are pretty loose. He's good in tight quarters and in the open field runs like a deer in the open field. I mean, he opens up his stride and just lets go and he runs away from people. I know he didn't run as well as people thought he would at the combine. Uh, It was surprising for a lot of people, but I think if you watch the tape, Burks is a guy who plays a lot faster than he tested. And I think that's something that carries over in the NFL. So uh, for me, I agree with the route running. I think he took a huge leap forward in in uh, 2021, he didn't run a lot of routes in 2020. He was catching a lot of balls underneath behind the line of scrimmage. 
Uh, Burks was a guy who was more of a gadget player in 2020, and he took a big leap forward as an intermediate and deep route runner in 2021. Still very raw as a route runner, but he does create separation, and there's, I think, the athleticism and the agility to improve as a route runner. Speed-wise, like I said, he plays fast, uh, plays loose, uh, very very twitchy, um, and he's extremely physical, which I like. So I, I see... I really see Burks as a as an X receiver. He's a guy who makes plays at every level of the field. Uh, you know, he makes catches underneath, behind the line of scrimmage, intermediate, deep. He's a nightmare with the ball in his hands, like Garrett mentioned. Um, I think you know if you get him the ball in that in the with those manufactured touches behind the line of scrimmage or within a couple of yards of the line of scrimmage, he's going to get you five to six yards pretty pretty consistently, just because he's so tough to tackle. Um, I have a 92 on Burks. He's actually my wide receiver one. I like him quite a bit. Um, and I, I think he's a guy who I have some of the most upside of anybody in this class. Um, there's a lot of meat left on the bone from a developmental standpoint, from an athletic standpoint, and from a route running standpoint. I think he's going to be really, really good. And a creative offensive coordinator is going to make him into a real weapon all over the field and especially in the red zone. All right. So, Let's go ahead and move on to the next wide receiver here on this list. And it is Jamison Williams at Alabama. Um, so Williams is another guy who is a lot of fun to watch. Um, explosive speed. Uh, he stretches the field like no other. He's good with the manufactured touches, elusive in space, um, really good in the open field, catches the ball really well. Um, I think the thing that separates uh Wilson and Burks from Williams for me is I think he's really reliant on his speed to produce. I don't think he's the route runner that, that Wilson is right now. And I don't think he really has the feel for soft spots in the defense like Wilson and Burks have. He's obviously not only explosively fast, but he's twitchy and elusive in the open field. If he catches the ball with any kind of separation, he's probably gone. He's a lot like Jalen Waddle on that. Um, and that way is that if he catches the ball in the open field and you're not within a yard of him, he's probably going to run away from you and split the safeties and be gone. He's that electric with the ball in his hands and that explosive. Um, the route running, I, th- I thought he ran a pretty limited route tree. I saw a go, a drag, a post, a flag, and the occasional quick out. Um, I, it didn't really seem like he's learned to vary his releases or breaks. I thought he rushes through his double and triple moves on deep routes. It's like he's in a hurry to catch the ball. So he doesn't really sell anything and he's just outrunning guys anyway. He does understand how to use his speed to create separation on short and intermediate routes, which is a good thing. Um, physicality. I think he's more likely, Williams is more likely to make people miss than he is to run through a tackle. He's pretty slightly built is Williams. Uh, he'll make the occasional contested catch, but I don't think that's something that's going to be part of his game at the next level. Um, he isn't particularly physical with the ball in the air or at the catch point. And there are flashes of him being a pretty willing blocker. So I think there's some upside for him as a blocker there. Um, Williams is a guy who you can move all over the the line, the the formation. He can play outside. He can play inside. He's obviously explosively fast. Like I mentioned, very twitchy, big, very dangerous in the, in the, um, manufactured touches and the gadget type plays, very big, huge deep threat, the, easily the best deep threat in this class. Um, I think there's still room for him to add to his route tree, add some nuance to his routes, sell some of his double moves a little bit better. 
Um, but overall, I have an 89 on Williams. Yeah, I like I like Jamison Williams a lot too. We actually are pretty close on the grade as well. I think Jamison is a game wrecker. He's got blazing speed. That's pretty obvious. He had the most 30-plus yard receptions in college football last year. You, the thing that I, I picked up on that I, I liked and I wish he would have done a little bit more was his tempo. I thought there was a lot of great splashes and flashes of like starting stopping on a dime, running a route quick, and then hitting a second gear to break away. I loved where he played with DBs because he's got a speed advantage. Um, I, I agree with you there that he kind of rushes it a little bit, but I think there was enough there in my mind, and I'm projecting here, that I think he can get better with his route running. Uh, whenever he's on the field, there's no doubt that he makes a defense nervous. You have to account for Williams at all times. He's a speed demon on offense, so whether he has the ball or not, defenses are always on their heels just waiting for Williams. He has pretty good hands, made some tough catches with good control and balance. Even though he showed good hands, he body catches it a little bit too often. Uh, with some more consistency, I think he'll be fine. And he was a dangerous return man as well at Alabama. The two major issues for me with Williams are the ACL tear, which obviously is a shame. Would have loved to see him test at the combine, but apparently he's ahead of schedule on his recovery, and that shouldn't limit his game long term. The other one is what you mentioned. That's the frame. He's lean right now. He gets hurt. It really hurts him at press man. But even the and he you know even though he's more of a straight line route runner, I think he showed enough that he can do more with his routes. I mean, Jamison Williams is a home run hitter. Which whenever he touches the ball, he's an explosive weapon for any team's offense. I have an eighty-eight, so we're right there in the neighborhood, which is a high second round grade for Jamison Williams. I like him a lot, and I think there's a lot of room to grow there, and probably one of the more explosive weapons of this class. So I'm I'm a big fan of Williams. Yeah, I would say he's the most explosive weapon of the class for sure. I mm-hmm. one of the things that I that downgraded him for me, I mentioned the route running. You mentioned that he's a body catcher. He's a big time trapper. And mm-hmm. he got away with it in college, but there were also lots of instances where guys were getting inside his frame and he was juggling and almost dropping balls that he was trapping on deep on deep throws. And I think that's something that as he deals with bigger, more physical corners, that's something that is going to probably lead to more drops in the NFL and a lot of frustration because he just isn't very physically strong and he can't really keep guys out of his frame. So if he's catching the ball against his frame and he's letting corners into his frame, I think that's going to hinder his ability to make some of those contested catches and come down with some of those deep balls, unless he's just flat out running away from people, which he does quite a bit. So (laughs) (laughs) that's why he gets away with it, but yeah, he has no problem doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, well, let's move on. Yeah, I'm, I I like Williams. So let's move on to the next wide receiver on this list, which is Drake London, the wide receiver at a USC. Uh, he's got the desirable frame. He's a tall and lengthy wide receiver. Even though he's a bigger wide receiver, he lined up outside and got some effective routes inside, uh, reps inside too. He is one of the better receivers that can test the catches in this class. He is great at plucking the ball at his highest point with strong hands, has a knack for making tough catches in traffic. London is really good in zone. He kind of finds and picks his spots to get open. He showed above average acceleration, but is not really the athlete like a lot of these other receivers in this class. And he isn't much of a downfield threat, which is why he makes a lot of catches in traffic. The biggest issue for me is that he doesn't consistently get separation, which is why a lot of his catches are in a crowd. He kind of puts himself in that predicament a little bit too often for uh, my taste. Drake London has the ball skills to be a real good red zone weapon, a move the chains type receiver on money downs. I've got him with an 85. 
A lot of people have him as wide receiver one. He is not my wide receiver one. Um, I just don't think there's enough separation there he showed uh, in college. How do you feel about London? We're on a very similar wavelength. Uh, and I'm not, not entirely surprised, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> so, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, does he get open? How does he get open? And does he catch the ball? So, and you picked it <laughs> and you picked up on something that I picked up on, which is when he is creating separation, he is not actually creating separation. He is, his routes are taking him into soft spots in the zone where they're not playing him man to man. That's usually when he's wide open quote unquote is because he's running a deep out or a post or a deep in or some kind of an over route and the corner isn't running with him and he's between the corner and the safety and he's found a void in the defense and he looks, I mean, he's massive, so you can't miss him and he looks wide open, but he's not getting himself open. He's being schemed open in those, in those situations. And I don't know that those, I don't know that you can count on those as much moving forward. Yes. He's catching a lot of jump balls. Yes, he's extremely physical, which NFL teams are going to love. He's a big dude. He runs well for his size. He has ridiculous body control for a guy his size, and he's got a great catch radius, and he's really good in the red zone. Those are all pluses for him. But against press man coverage, he's catching a lot of jump balls because he has to because he can't get open. And this is the same conversation we had with Mike Williams when they drafted him. Same exact situation. He's big bodied. He lo- it's like, oh my God, he's a huge, ma- he's a matchup nightmare. You can't cover the guy one-on-one. Well, yeah, you can if it's press coverage. He just looks really good against zone. So I, you know, those throws get taken away more and more at the next level. I, he's not somebody that I would want to take as a wide receiver one. I think, you know, he's a good possession receiver. He's probably not going to be the deep threat that he was in college. He's not going to create a lot of separation. He's, he's Mike Williams to me. He's Mm. maybe a slightly faster Mike Williams. And I think his grade is similar to the one that I had for Williams when he came out in the draft. He's, he's your intermediate physical catch guy in the middle of the field. He might help you split the safeties or body up a safety and go up and get the ball, but he's not going to outrun people. He's not going to burn people as route running. It's just not who he is. So I have an 87 on London, Mm -hmm. which is not to say that I don't like him. It's just that I don't, I don't think people are properly contextualizing the jump balls that he's made, jump ball catches, the contested catches that he makes and why he has to make them. So I would not, I would not be in a hurry to draft him. However, I could see the Chargers drafting him if he falls to 17 because he's, he's like the exact mold of a wide receiver that the Chargers absolutely love. (laughs) Um, So I could totally see that if things don't go their way in the draft, and some of the defensive linemen and edge players and corners are gone and tackles are gone and he's sitting there, I can totally see the Chargers taking Drake London because he's exactly what they look for in a wide receiver. I just <laughs> don't think it's something that – and we're going to be right back in the same situation we are with Mike Williams right now. <laughs> same exact situation. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yep. No, I I hear you. Yes, this is the – this is and this is not the new NFL, might I add where everybody's getting faster and more explosive while the chargers are drafting more jump ball guys who can't separate. So uh, last of the, the five wide receivers here, it's the other Ohio state wide receiver. It's Chris Olava. Yeah. I, I really like Chris Olave. He's a guy who I think offers a lot. He is a fantastic route runner. 
He didn't run quite as fast at the combine. He ran a four three nine at the combine. I think people were expecting him to run more in the low four threes, um, but he's explosively fast. Alave has quick hips, quick feet, very twitchy. He's able to make people miss in space. He's actually been pretty productive on jump balls, even though I don't think that's something you're going to want to ask him to do um, at the next level. He is incredibly aware of what's going on around him. He extends routes into void in the voids and zone defenses to create big plays. Alave works back to the ball when his quarterback is in trouble. He knows exactly where he is on the field at all times. He runs professional nuanced routes that combine elite footwork, loose hips and changes in tempo. Uh, He runs a full route tree, which I love. He makes plays at all three levels of the field. He could be very effective in both the gadget, um, the gadget portion of the playbook, as well as making plays downfield in the middle of the field underneath he does it all. The hands are really good. Uh, he's got outstanding hands. Olave, I think, is right up there with Lennon and Burks in terms of being a natural hands catcher. He almost always extends away from his body to catch the ball. He rarely, if ever, lets a ball gets into it, get into his pads. And for a guy who's only six foot, he's got a pretty surprising catch radius. Um, from a physicality standpoint, I think where he's going to get knocked is he's pretty small. Six, I think he's like six foot. 180, 190, uh, pre, and he looks smaller than that. And I don't know that there's much room for projection in his frame. Um, he's pretty easily disrupted by contact at the top of his route. And I have some concerns about his ability to hold up against bigger, more physical corners on the outside. I think Alave is a true weapon. He's a guy who makes plays all over the field, but excels in the deep passing game, runs a full route tree, very nuanced as a route runner, very polished, understands how to get open. I love the way he catches the ball. Very dangerous in the open field thanks to his hips, his his uh, electric speed, and his ability to string cuts together. I, I really like Olave. I have a 90 on him. I like him a lot too. And I think I, I mispronounced his name. I know it's Olave. I don't know what I said earlier. But, yeah, I mean, he's one of the best route runners of this wide receiver class while having one of the more expanded route trees of the other draft participants. He's smart when going against zone, using every spot on the field, while also eating up yards quickly as a vertical threat. Not only is his footwork clean, but he beats guys with tempo, accelerating off the line. He's a natural hands catcher, which you know we both love, and a great ball tracker when it's in the air. Alave is quick too when he gets the ball. It's like off to the races, but there's also no loss of speed when he catches the ball too. Everything is very smooth and quick uh, whenever he has the ball. He was a key special teams player for the Buckeyes as well. I think the size is a question for a lot of people. You'll probably need to add some muscle, become a little bit more physical, but Chris Alave is a Z in the NFL with high football acumen at receiver, silky smooth route running, strong hands, has some juice, 86 for me. Big fan of Alave. I we're we're close there. I, I like him like him a lot. So those are the five. Let's just jump right into our sleepers here, Jamie. Who do you have as your first sleeper? Um. So my first sleeper is Sky Moore. We agree there. So Moore is a guy who I I really enjoyed watching, and I, I enjoyed watching him because of the ways that he goes about getting open. Uh, he uses great footwork in his routes. His hips are really loose. He's able to change tempo to set up his routes and his breaks. Um, he's on the smaller side, but he uses pretty much every inch of his frame to his advantage. 
Moore is also an active blocker. He's frequently found 10 plus yards downfield blocking ahead of running plays. He slips through press coverage, gaining clean uh, inside releases. If he catches the ball on a slant and you're trailing him, look out. He's probably gone. Uh, He's twitchy and explosive in the open field, knows how to get to daylight, and he's ultra competitive with the ball in the air uh, and especially in his hands. Moore right now doesn't run a full route tree. He probably only runs about four to six routes, but he runs them all really well. And the progression in his route running from 2020 to 2021 suggests that he's going to be a high-level route runner at the next level, probably sooner rather than later. So I'm not overly worried about his route running. Um, He creates easy separation uh, in the intermediate game and shows the ability to run away from defenders on the deep ball. Moore slips through. I mentioned he slips through press coverage like grease lightning. He's he's got good sink sink in his hips and gets in and out of his breaks quickly. Um, He doesn't have what I would call elite speed, but he's fast and he plays fast and he's really tough to run down in the open field. Uh, He's got a really good second gear at the top of his routes as well, and he can string cuts together in the open field. He he was a yak machine in college and probably will consider to be continue to be a yak machine at the next level just because of how fluid he is as an athlete. Uh, Moore is also a natural hands catcher. Rarely catches the ball without extent or without extending or plucking. Uh, He catches pretty much everything thrown his way. He attacks the middle of the field with aggression and routinely takes on defenders for contested catches. He's surprisingly physical for a guy, his size, very willing and physical blocker throws his body around underneath and in the middle of the field. Um, and will take on defenders for uh, to fight for yardage, and he isn't too easily disrupted uh, by grappling with the ball in the air. He's just a, more is just a really fun watch. I think he checks pretty much all the boxes for a guy that you'd want to take in the mid to late second round. He might go a little higher because he tested pretty well, but he's going to be a route runner. He's got great hands. He makes plays at all levels of the defense. He's great in the in the um, in in the gadget portion of the playbook as well. He's a, he's a very aware blocker. He's pretty physical as a blocker. I think you can pair this kid from a Chargers perspective. You can pair him with Keenan Allen for a year or two, and my God, he's going to be a freakish route runner, and he's going to be making plays all over the field. So I love more. I have an 85 on him, which is a mid-second round grade. I could see him even going a little bit earlier just based on the way he tested, but he is a really fun watch. He's an electric receiver, and I think there's still the arrow is pointing up for him as a route runner and a playmaker. So we agree there. Uh, we have the same sleeper, Sky Moore, uh, one of my favorites too, obviously blew up the combine. So I'm uh, going to get a lot more run when the draft is uh, here. But yeah, I mean, he has experience lining up in the slot and out wide. He is a smooth runner. He is deceptively fast. Routes are clean, real commodity when you get the ball in his hands. And he's a player still learning the position. He played QB in high school, also some DB, only played wide receiver the last three years. He's really physical for his size. He measured a 5'9", 195, but he is a fiery competitor when the ball is in the air, when DBs are attempting to tackle him, and as a blocker. I've seen some talk about problems about getting off the line with press coverage, but he's got a really good get uh, get off and good hands to combat that press man. So I don't really buy all that. The downside is the size, obviously, and he's probably going to get pegged as a slot receiver, even though he played both. But I'm not concerned with the size because his footwork is so good and he fights for the ball in the air. The more I watched Sky Moore, it kind of reminded me of Golden Tate in that he's physical at the catch point, can kill you deep, 
has footwork to get separation in his route running. I like him a lot. I've got an 83, so we've both got a second-round grade on him. And he might go higher, but I, I love him in that mid-second round. Yeah, he's he's really good. He's a guy who I think offers a lot of value. If you get if you can get him in the mid-second round, he's going to probably outperform his draft spot. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he's going to be a big value pick. So I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, list the, my next sleeper. So, you know, I was thinking Sky Moore, more the uh, day two sleeper. I wanted to get go, get kind of deep because there's a lot of like big names throughout the combine. But uh, I found a day three sleeper that I, I think has some uh, good value, and that is Khalil Shakir out of Boise State. Uh, he's really versatile, played outside, inside, has some returner experience. He's a really smart operator on the football field. And he's a really tough receiver like Sky Moore while being kind of a slight wide receiver at six foot 196. Shakir is always geared up with soft hands, great route running. His body control and concentration makes him a, a really good whenever the ball is thrown his way. He does some of his best work in zone. He always finds that open area. And Boise State put the ball in his hands a lot because he can make guys miss. He isn't a burner, but he's really shifty with the ball. He gains most of his separation with his route running. And the frame is the downside because he's both skinny and short. But he'll uh, that he's obviously got a frame that he could build on. Uh, Khalil Shakir is probably a Z receiver in the NFL. Will probably drop into day two, day three, excuse me, with a lot of these wide receivers testing through the roof and the concerns with the size. But he's a crafty route runner with his excellent hands, footwork, and football IQ. Plays tougher than his size. Will get you every yard he can on the field. I've got a seventy-one, which is a uh, low third-round uh, grade from me, but a guy that I think adds a lot of value in day three. So my second sleeper is Jalen Tolbert from Southern Alabama. Okay. Um, I thought he was a really fun watch. He's a guy who looks like an X receiver uh, in the NFL to me. He has the size, the speed, and the hands to make plays at all level of the defense. He, he's really good at locating, tracking, and adjusting the ball in the air. Tolbert is a natural hands catcher who routinely high points the ball. Uh, he has the speed to stretch defenses deep and the agility and above average route running to be effective in intermediate routes. Tolbert accelerates quickly, is able to run away from defenders. Uh, there are times when he can struggle catching the ball outside of his frame, so he'll have to work on that. And usually that's if the timing of the play is off or the throw it's a poorly thrown ball below his waist or he has to reach down for it. It can be difficult for him to adjust his body and get down for it. Um, Still some meat on the bone from a route running standpoint, some room to develop, and he needs to eliminate some of the concentration drops that I saw on tape. Um, I have a 79 on Tolbert. I think he's a guy who's probably going to be a third or fourth round pick, uh, so a good day three sleeper. He's 6'3", 190. Uh, I think he ran uh, a 40 in the mid four fours in at the combine, but he plays a lot faster than that on tape, and he's a guy that Southern Alabama force-fed the ball to. He got the... You know, he was part of the jet sweep game, part of the reverse game. He got the manufactured touches on the bubble screens and the tunnel screens. He got the deep ball, the jump ball, the intermediate. He made plays all over the field, and they just force-fed it to him over and over with a lot of success. His best tape actually was against Tennessee hmm. uh, this year where he put up some really big plays, but he's constantly separating deep. Uh, he makes plays in the middle of the field. It, I just a lot of fun to watch, and a guy who, you know, if you're – now that they've re-signed Mike Williams um, and you're not looking for, you know, an immediate X receiver, um, you know, he's a guy who you could slot in as maybe a long-term replacement or an immediate replacement for Jalen Guyton. He's a better athlete than Guyton. He isn't as fast straight line as Guyton, 
but he's twitchier than Guyton is. He catches the ball better than Guyton is, and he's a better route runner than Guyton. So you can oh. look for an upgrade in that area. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's let's talk about our top receivers. Let's do a top ten. Let's start from ten, work our way up. Of all the guys you watched, give me your top ten receivers of this class. Okay. So my number ten is Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. Uh, I have an a a grade of eighty on him. Uh, my number nine is Calvin Austin from Memphis with an eighty-two. Uh, Christian Watson, somebody we've talked about on the discord who almost made my sleeper list. Uh, he's my number eight. I think he's a guy who's probably going to go in the second round. I have a grade of 83 on him. Um, I could see teams having a higher grade, but I have a a low second round grade on Christian Watson, just based on what I saw on tape. Uh, my number seven is sky Moore. My number six is Jahan Dotson from Penn state. Drake London is my number five. Jamison Williams is my number four. Chris Olave is my number three. Garrett Wilson is my number two. And Traylon Burks is my number one. All right. So number 10 for me is David Bell. Uh, Nine is Calvin Austin, a guy you mentioned. Number eight is Christian Watson. Uh, Seven moving up is Sky Moore. And my, I have a tie at number five, Jahan Dotson and Drake London, but I've got Drake London as my number six, and I gave Jahan Watson or Dotson the uh, lift up there at five with an 84. Uh, number four is Garrett Wilson with an 85. Chris Alave is my number three with 86. Traylon Burks, 87. Number two, which means my number one wide receiver, surprisingly to me as I graded him out, was Jamison Williams with an 88 which means I've got one, six wide receivers all separated by a single point in my grade. Oh, no, make it seven because Sky Moore is an 83. I have seven wide receivers, my top seven wide receivers, separated by one point. I could easily see why these guys can be interchanged at any moment. Yeah, just to go over my grades again, Burks is a 92. Wilson is a 91. Olave at three is a 90. Uh, Wilson, I'm sorry, Williams at four is an 89 London at five is an 87. And I have Moore and Dotson both with 85s at six and seven. Um, and then I mentioned Christian Watson with an 83 Al- Calvin Austin with an 82 and Alec Pierce with an 80 that rounds up my top 10. Yeah. So, and so, you know, I, there's a lot of, and I know um, Mike Williams just got re-signed while we're doing this podcast, but there's a lot of speed. The Chargers now need speed. That's pretty obvious. And so uh, round one, obviously, you've got Jamison Williams, Traylon, Bur- Traylon Burks, uh, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson, all those kind of weapons. I love getting a guy like Sky Moore in round two, maybe even Jahan Dotson if he drops. And then guys like Calvin Austin, Christian Watson in round three, maybe not drop, but that's kind of where I've got them close to graded. There's some speed there in every round in the first two days. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of speed, a lot of guys who can make plays both outside and in the slot, uh, thinking specifically of Moore and Dotson and Austin, Austin later yep. on in the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, If you're looking for a big-bodied X receiver, guys like Watson and Pierce – could be solid day two, day three picks mm-hmm. as developmental deep threats and possession receivers. Uh, lots of ways you can go, but they yeah. definitely need speed and they don't just need speed. It's not just the straight line. You know, I need a runway to run a four, two 40. Right. 
They need not twitch. the forty time. Yeah, they need twitch. They need explosiveness. Something they lack. And yards that, after catch. Yep, yards after catch. Uh, elusiveness in space. They don't have a lot of. They don't have any of that. So no. That's what. That's where they need to focus. Having re-signed Mike Williams, they need to find a way to get the ball into got the hands of guys who can, you know, tap dance, jitterbug, make people miss, explode up field, turn a catch by you know a yard behind the line of scrimmage into a 10-yard play all right well that's gonna do it for us here guys thank you so much for listening make sure to uh join our patreon subscribe on youtube subscribe to the podcast all that i am at gear 50 on twitter jamie at lightning underscore round and we will see you next time thanks everybody thanks everybody